Last time, on Pondering Bhutan with Ajishi Otaro and Hachimitsu Boy. Not to interrupt you, we, we really do need to explain, because we still haven't done so far. Um, which of us is which? Which is Ajishi Otaro? Which is Hachimitsu Boy? Um, yeah, I can see that would be really confusing for... Yeah. We are a number of episodes in now. We never did the talk yeah. about it at the beginning. Um, so just for clarity, just so, so everyone has it straight. Um, Ajishi Otaro. Thank you for joining us today. Next time we will be reading chapter 26 from volume two. You can find the This is Pondering Bhutan with Ajishi Otaro and Hachimitsu Boy. I'm Connor, and I'm here with my co-host, Neve. Hi, I'm Neve. Uh, this is a manga podcast that's dedicated to A.G. Nonaka's manga series, Cromarty High School. And today we are continuing our journey through Volume 2 with Chapter 27. Um, I definitely didn't forget the title here. What, uh, remind me again what the title is. Shooting Star is. Press. Shooting Star Press, right. Um, so today we are continuing our journey through Volume 2 um, with Chapter 27. Um, help me out again. Shooting Star Press. Yeah, shoot, Shooting Star Press. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I won't ever forget forget that again. Um, forget what? I don't know. Um, what are we recording again? Pondering Pluton with Ajishi Otaro and Hachimitsu Boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Of course. Um, yeah. So one thing that made me remember is that, um, I think last time we were going to like finally clarify. Oh yeah. Uh who I just I'd forgotten all and... about this. Yeah. Um I didn't already pre edit uh la- uh last time on segment for the beginning of this. Right. 
Yeah. Um, what What is this again? Pondering Bhutan with Ajishi Otaro and Hachimitsubo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got it. Thanks. Um, so, uh, anyway, uh, there was a... Uh, so, I saw a movie recently. I didn't really yeah. see the whole thing. Are you going to uh, tell me about Avatar again? No, I'm not going to... Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Although, I guess that would be kind of on, on theme, because aliens. Yeah. Um, no, this movie, I only watched like 10 or 15 minutes of it, but it was way better than Avatar. Um, so, uh, you'll have to like, you have to forgive me cause I forgot the title again. Um, but this is a, I made sure to remember the, the lead actor, so it might make it things a little easier. Okay. Um, so this guy, he was in No Country for Old Men. Paul Dano? No. No. Um, not There Will Be Blood. No Country for Old oh, Men. Oh, oh, No Country for Old Men. Sorry. Um, yeah. He plays like the villain in that. Yeah. Um, his, oh. his first name starts with J. Yeah. Jared Leto. That's that's who it is. Mm. Um, yeah. So this movie has so it had Jared Leto in it. He was the the lead. Mm. Um, and basically, what? Hold hold on. Jack Black. Jack Black was the farmer in um, No Country for Old Men. Yeah. He wasn't the like antagonist. That was uh that was Jared Leto. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure. Well, reg- okay, regardless. This movie that I'm talking about, Jared Leto was the lead character. Okay. Um and he's again, well, this is a re- j- just to be clear then, it is in no way related to any of the actors from No Country for Old Men then. If Jared Leto was the the main character if you're telling me that Jared Leto is not in old, uh, No Country for Old Men, then yes, it is not in any way related. Okay. Just wanted to clarify yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know why I thought of No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Um, but this movie definitely has Jared, Le- Jared Leto. Suicide Squad? No, it wasn't Suicide Squad. Okay. Um, I'll just like tell you about it and then you can... Okay. Because I did forget the, the title, though. Um, yeah. Morbius? <laughs> No, it wasn't Morbius. It's not like a superhero. Fight Club? Was it was it his like brief appearance in Fight Club? Fight Club 2049 with Jared Leto? No. Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> he was he was also in Fight Club though. Yeah, he's like the the blonde guy that gets beaten up really badly in Fight yeah. Club. Right. Cause all of Fight Club is like a metaphor for repressed uh hetero or homosexual uh like urges that men have. And so the whole thing is like beating up the most beautiful man in the room to like, in some way, like to be able to touch another man's body, but in the only way that is allowed to you within like heterosexual, uh, heterosexual constructions. Yeah. And it's like imbued with like the, and you like come up with your own extremely hot, 
uh like charming boyfriend in your head but even that boyfriend is only allowed to kiss you if it burns you if it literally burns you are you talking about is that morbius now that you're talking about no this is still fight club oh okay uh i i I missed that the last part in fight club that you're so the so brad uh brad pitt in fight club yes yeah so he is. I remember like a, that. Yeah, I remember that yeah. part that he's in. Um. So like Tyler Durden's not a a real person. It's a a person Whoa, that the main spoiler character. Spoiler alert! Like uh, Edward Norton creates in his head. And then there's that whole part of like the burning the hand with the lie and he, uh oh yeah, yeah yeah Brad Pitt kisses Edward Norton's hand. Uh, right. And then pours the lie on. And so it's, it is a movie about how it's only within like a, a you know, heteronormative uh, framing of any sort of like male intimacy. It is only okay for a man to kiss you if it burns you. If it literally burns you. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot the part where he like kisses his hand before he pours the lie on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Yeah. Yeah, that's Fight Club. Yeah. Um, so this movie, it's was it it's, Dallas Buyers Club? No, 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 no. It has it has Jared Leto. Yeah. Not Matthew McConaughey. Okay. <laughs> Let's just get that established <laughs> before we move forward here, because I feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot more difficult if we don't if we don't establish that. Okay. Um, so it, it's not like a requiem for a dream. No. American no, Psycho? <laughs> yeah, if you keep going down this road, you're not going to get it. Because okay. it's like, uh, it's quite Because it doesn't dissimilar. have Jared Leto in it. That's what you're no, telling it, me. It has Jared Leto in it. Okay. Uh, but it's it's more recent. And so, all right. I'll just, I'll start over. House of again. Gucci. No. Zack no, Snyder's no. Justice League. The Little Things? No, no, no. Just, I'll tell you about the movie, and then you'll you'll know immediately. The Outsider. So, Jared Leto, he's the, the stars as, basically, he's like a struggling magician, kind of. Yeah. Um, And he's, like, trying to get, he's trying to, like, get his big break. Um, yeah. So, uh, he is, like, the the movie kind of opens on him like failing this audition. Um and he's like also like a performer, so he's like singing and dancing. The prestige? On, on top of No, no, not the prestige. The like on top of doing magic. Now um, you see me. No. Now you see me too. No, it has Jordan Leto in it. <laughs> uh, so they were like, hey, um you can't just do like magic with normal animals you need to get something that like no one has ever seen before so he's like wandering it's set in new york i think yeah i'm pretty sure it's new york um he's like wandering destitute through the streets goes into like this exotic pet store um and then he's like oh i need an exotic pet that i can that can fit in my hat etc and the guy's like indifferent and like whatever I'll go find you like a, a turtle or something. And then 
He's like waiting for the pet store owner to get back. And he hears this like beautiful singing from the back of the, the, the store. And so he goes back there and there's like a little baby crocodile that's back there. Yeah. That's like singing, um, just like beautifully, you know, um, I don't know who, who voices the crocodile, but they're probably the best singer. No, no, no. Jared Leto is the magician. (laughs) Um, definitely the person who voices the crocodile is like the best singer of all time. No question. Uh, is this an episode of the masked singer? No, it's not. It's okay. not like a crocodile mask. It's like an actual, like it's an animated crocodile that's voiced by like an actor or, you know, a singer. Um, so he takes the crocodile Little shop of horrors. Mm-mm, no. Um, so Jared Leto takes the crocodile and is like, you know, the crocodile is like abandoned or whatever. It's in a, a dingy pet store. So he, and he's also like a very little crocodile. So he's kind of like shy and afraid. Um, Lyle, and Lyle then, crocodile. That's it. Yes, that's it. Um, I watched Lyle, Lyle crocodile. Yeah, that was um, Javier Bardem. What? H- Javier Bardem. I assume it's oh, Javier. Javier Bardem. Bardem. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, but I don't think he was in that movie. Uh, so anyway, I watched about like 10, 15 minutes of, the, of this movie. And then I just couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't do it anymore. Um, I thought it was going to be really good, actually. Because I had seen ads for it uh, like months and months ago. Yeah. And and you're like singing crocodile. What well, could go I was, wrong? <laughs> I saw the ads and I was like sometimes I just get a feeling about a movie mm. when I see the, the the ad um and it's not like you know some, you see an ad for a movie and you know you know it's going to be good and uh, or bad in a lot of cases. Um like when I see an ad for, you know, oh this is the new Martin Scorsese film. It's like okay, yeah. You know, I know what to expect. Um, but sometimes I see an ad for a movie that like, it's not obvious that it's going to be good. And I'm just like, get a feeling that it might be good. Yeah. Um, for like, for what it is. And I saw this and I was like, I think my first reaction was like, they would not be making that movie unless they really knew what they were doing with it. Like that's that's probably gonna be like a little better than than I expect or than people expect. Cause again, like you would you would never even attempt to make that unless you were like really confident. You know what I mean? Um Yeah. And I think they they definitely <laughs> I can tell you're following my logic here. Um <laughs> They definitely had a uh, had a game plan for this movie. Like the s- number one priority I can tell for the filmmakers is like we're just going to desensitize you real fast to the singing crocodile. It's like yeah. 10 minutes in, 15 minutes in, you're getting like full blown like singing crocodile numbers. They don't warm you up or like build up to it at all. 
It's just like drop the singing crocodile on you right away. And either you're just going to like adjust or you're, or you're not. And, uh, and then you just move forward after that. Right. Yeah. Um, I could not adjust. There's something about like Jared Leto and an anthropomorphized crocodile. Yeah, yeah, Javier Bardem. Sorry. Um, he he he's does. It's a really great performance um, by Jared, but I just it couldn't keep me in it um, because yeah. like. Uh, uh ha- <laughs> okay javier bardem let's just acknowledge it's javier bardem yeah um <laughs> javier bardem plus like anthropomorphized crocodile plus like mu- comedy musical are just like elements that i guess they i i'm very like disinclined to say ever that like it's not possible to make compelling art with like whatever, you know, subject um, or like collection of subjects. Um, Cause like theoretically, of course it's possible. It's just like possible in a way that I can't imagine. Um, but n- like, nonetheless, uh, I think it might be a little bit difficult to make, to make a movie with these, uh, that collection of elements um and it was just yeah it was it was a tough watch uh um, yeah also the crocodile is Sean Mendez who it is not the best singer of all time probably um and when we when we put it on um my girlfriend was like oh my god it's Sean Mendez like incredulously yeah i didn't know what that meant um so I had to have her explain Sean Mendes to me. Um, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, we, uh, we identified the movie, which was, I, after last time I wasn't really expecting to, to do that. Yeah. I mean, we still got time. Um, oh, I've got <clears throat> a list of subjects that I, that we need to discuss. Yeah, what's something that we really need to discuss? Like, I feel like we're forgetting something. Was there something that we're supposed to be discussing? Um, yeah, actually. Uh, we we need to talk about Ajishiotaro and Hachimitsu Boy. Oh, I was going to send you this. Um, so I started watching the, the dub to The Melancholy of Haru Suzumiya. Uh, have you seen this? I have not. Uh, like, have you? Do you know Haruhi Suzumi at all? Mm-mm. Okay. I don't know anything about um, this. I just want, like, we can just like watch this together. I just want to see if a voice immediately jumps out to you. Okay. If that's a, if that's okay, like, just open it up and have it ready to go for like yeah, a countdown. Yeah. Okay. And um, I'll I'll do the extra work and get the audio in here. Okay. Sounds good. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, do you want to do the countdown or shall I? All right, let me pull it up. Okay. Hold on, hold on. It's not long. It's only like a minute, so. Yep, go for it. Okay. Three, two, one, go.
Also, you might not be able to hear me right now. I can't hear you. Please come see me. Look, this isn't fun and games. You mess around and I'll kill you. Look, if you've got the hots for her, take my advice. Forget it. Why are you and Nagato and Miss Asahina also obsessed with Haruhi? She do, has the do you power hear to it? turn anything she wishes for into a reality. Oh, come on. You can't seriously believe that's true. I recognize a voice, so but I, I can't, like, I place it. Was, but you had your hair in a ponytail, and it looked so good on you, it was criminal. Huh? Oh. <laughs> Uh, did you did you realize it in that moment when he said Weren't criminal? Yeah, I did. Uh, this is really this is one of the. Uh, well, you you tell me who it is because it's gonna look really dumb if I like if I feel like I've recognized it and then I say the wrong thing. I'm not gonna set myself up for this. Uh, so one. so this uh, high school teenager in Haruhi uh, is played by the same English voice actor. Um, I want this next video to play. Um, the the same English voice actor doing the exact same voice as Togusa from Standalone Complex. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not what I was about to say. What were you about to say? Well, I was gonna say, is this Kamiyama from <laughs> the from the dub of Crow High? Oh no, I don't know any of the Crow High dub voices well enough to to know that. Yeah, well, it's, I did recognize it. Like I, as I was stopping the video, like it was that line that like that did it for me. Yeah. Um, but I just, I as we have established, I have a hard time identifying uh, correct actors for stuff. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. So how is so you actually started watching this or did you like did you just bring this up as a joke? No, I actually to, to started watching this. Uh it still is disorienting to me. That voice is still just fully ingrained as Togusa to me. Um, Togusa, you have a child. Don't yeah. be hitting on this high schooler. Uh, you have a child who you're dangerously just buckling without a, a child seat in the front seat of your car. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't care if you're not in control of your actions, Togusa. You was in it's control at that moment. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Togusa's um, just kind of a bad parent. Yeah. Anyway. He's better when he's just like... When he... Is he like kind of a better parent when he's not parenting? Mm. Is that possible? What do you What do you mean by that? I mean, maybe. Like when the when the child, like when his child is an infant, in um, in the the first season. Yeah, in the first season, like, and he's just like thinking about all the time about how much he loves his kid, but he like actually can't because. He can't go see his child because of work, so he has like an excuse. Yeah, that he's just really like filled with love for his child and his wife. Yeah, as opposed to like, and he hasn't shot anyone off duty yet. Yeah, um, right. Exactly. There's no like, there's no like threat of divorce. He's just coming home late from work, and his wife is watching a French New Wave movie, and he's like, "Wait a minute, this robot was quoting Godard." <laughs> Yeah, right. When the 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 family like work dynamic is a little bit, it's not great, you know. Um, yeah, because he can't really be with his family, and 
but he's like working yeah. hard to be with them. But it doesn't uh, feel like it's got to the point where uh, his wife is considering divorce. Right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It, it feels it feels bad to say that, but I think we have some evidence to. Uh, yeah. To support that conclusion. Um. Uh, speaking of, although his wife's uh, like trading day trading on the side program waking up in the and doing stuff while the the baby is sleeping there is still a little menacing yeah well that's just foreshadowing the um the tensions and like yeah issues that are uh that are present in the relationship at the time but aren't like visible yet you know yeah uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I I am like, it's hard for me to remember exactly. I I know. Oh, actually, let me just pull this up on Annie List because it will tell me how many episodes I've watched. So I'm watching it, watching through it in the Kyona order. Um, so I'm on episode five. But so there's this like weird stuff about the order of um the anime for the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, um. Where when it was first broadcast, it was like out of order chrono- uh, chronologically. Um, like the first episode you watch is uh, like film that the characters make in the universe. And you you watch that and then it will be like, it's not like, I don't think it's like until towards the very end of the first season that you actually see when they make it. Um and then when it was when season two came out, they rebroadcast it, but they did it, I think, in like a, a more chronological order. I think it's chronological. I don't know if it fully is. Um, but like season two episodes are mixed in with season one and they just like broadcast together. Uh, and so most like um, DVD and Blu-ray releases do the season two order. Um, the like Crunchyroll puts it in the season two order. Um, where like they just released everything that way. Um, but I just want to watch season one and I want to watch the way it was originally broadcast. So I'm doing the count order, which means I like have to jump around in the, the actual like, uh, playlist of both seasons. Um, but I'm five episodes in, um, I can't like knowing some of the weird stuff that happens in season two. So the, the one famous thing that I know about season two is there are eight episodes, um, that are nearly identical. Um, eight episodes. Yeah. It's called the endless eight and it's eight episodes in a row that I think has some slight variations, but are basically the same episode eight times in a row. Wow. Okay. Um, and so this is like an, uh, an anime that's like trying to, to mess with things a little bit, I guess, or like experiment with form stuff a little bit. Um, and so with that, it feels really proper to do the Kion order where like, uh, cause the, the main thrust of it are the, the ones that are like the melancholy of Haru Suzumiya part, whatever. Um, but then other episodes are like mixed in throughout it. Uh, which means that there's like one that like ends on a cliffhanger of a, a, a character being like, I'm an alien. Uh, and then just like a baseball filler episode shows up 
if you do it uh-huh. in the Kion order. And then uh-huh. it goes back to like literally the the first scene is the cliffhanger of her being like, I'm an alien, and it continues. Like just fully like just picks right up and keeps going. Um and the the baseball episode is like clearly from later in the chronology. Um <laughs> uh-huh. so, this is very crow high. Yeah. Um I think like Crow High cares less about the actual chronology, whereas, like, there is a, a chronology to uh, Haruhi that it's, like, intentionally messing with, but, yeah. Um, Interesting. Is this... Well, maybe this will become Ghost Divers material one day. Maybe. I'm I'm watching it because I had... I saw some of it because my roommate in undergrad liked it, um, but I didn't watch all of it. Um at the time and i only remembered a little bit of it um i think also i like they were just watching through it in the dvd order um rather than the way that i'm doing it now uh and so i caught some episodes um but not all of them um and then uh your uncle's beach house, which is like the side anime podcast to great Gundam project. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it. And I was like, Oh, I've been meaning to watch that. I should watch it first before I listen to that episode. So I've been like slowly pecking away at it. Um, I have multiple things that I am watching in the background while I'm at work, including one thing that's secret until I'm, I finish it. Um, it's a secret to everyone. Oh, okay. I was, yeah. that, that was my next question. It's not hard to keep a secret for me. Yeah. Uh, for for reasons that we both understand. Yeah. Um Well, yeah, thanks for letting me know. I'll I'll be interested to hear your final um your your final thoughts on the on Haruhi. Yeah. Um speaking of final thoughts, uh did you watch the Super Bowl? No, I didn't. Um oh, Okay, never mind then. Yeah, I had, a, I had a coworker ask me about this too, and I was just like, "No, I." We went to the zoo, uh, <laughs> and it was nice and quiet at the zoo. Let me tell you. Yeah, I bet a lot of yeah. people watching the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. a nice day. Like the weather was pretty nice. Yeah. Um. Well, just like, just for, for for me to feel good, just like yeah. I'm just gonna say I something. Heard a, and then... I heard a lion roar while I was at the zoo. It was cool. Just like like respond like you think I want you to respond, and then we'll I'll like be satisfied. Like, can't believe that call at the end. You can't yeah. call that there. Yeah. Just like I can't. You can't end the game on a call like that. Um. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Totally. Um. um okay. That reminded me. Go Eagles! They should have won. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. It's I'm not really. I would. I wasn't cheering for either I team. Mean, I just. I was cheering I, for a good game. Yeah. And I it just, mean, it I, was a good game. I know multiple people who have connections to Kansas City, and because of that, there's a part of them that hoped that the Chiefs were going to win. However, but, the Chiefs are still racist. Like their mascots uh, racist. So yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. Um, um, so we need to talk about Ajishiro Taro and Hachimitsu Boy. Uh, but 
uh, before we do that, I had a, another movie that I just remembered. I saw it recently. Yeah. Um, and this one was really good and I'm sure that you'll like it. So it had an alien in it. Yeah. Did it have Freddie Mercury in it? No, I know. It had Sigourney oh. Weaver. Was it alien? Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. Next time we will be reading chapter 28 from volume two. You can find the full schedule at explorer.io slash we've done schedule. If you have questions for us, please uh, send them in to ghostservicepod at gmail.com. You can get early access to episodes of this podcast and many others by becoming a $1 patron of the network at explorer.io and listen a week before the public feeds. Or for $5, you get exclusive access to Pop Down Funk, a weekly podcast for Autumn Minora, Roller Man, and Funko Pop. I'd have to watch something from that media franchise. $5 will also get you an exclusive monthly bonus episode of Coffee and Comic Books. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend. They can find the free feed at explorer.io slash Putin, or by searching Pottering Putin on their podcasts of choice. If you like listening to us talk, we do a lot more of that over at Ghost Divers, which you can find at xwar.io slash Ghost Divers, or by searching Ghost Divers in your podcast of choice. Uh, we're doing Iron Blooded Orphans currently, and we recorded the second discussion episode uh, a couple days ago, and I think it was really good. Um, so definitely encourage people to check that out uh, if they like Iron Blooded Orphans at all. You can find the show at Ponder Bhutan on Twitter or just at Bhutan on Ghost. You can find me at Fox Omnia on Twitter and Ghost or where you can check my pinned tweet or pinned shows to find links to all of my podcasts. We're going to find you, Connor. You can find me at Rebelays on Twitter and Co-host. And our opening theme is Ningen Nante by Yoshida Takaro and taking us out today is Kiseki no Jushin by Hiroki Yuri. Class dismissed. Class dismissed. <laughs>